Hey, it's your girl Ashley Easton, founder of the Amateur Expert brand, and you're not going to believe what we have coming up for you next. Ooh, tell me more. Hello, 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 everybody. It's your girl, the Amateur Expert, coming to you live today for this episode of Asking for a Friend Friday. Super excited because I am asking for a friend, but I'm asking someone who is more like family. So it's going to be cool to have this conversation. Um... Ogum is like my brother, and so I'm so super proud and excited to have him on today. We're going to be discussing his new book, his process, and um, all things The Verge. So as soon as he hops in, we will get started. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Ogum is here, so we will get started. Hello. Oh, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I am great. Excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm I'm honored, man. This is amazing. We've right. talked about it a little while ago, and it's here. We are here. We are in our elements. You as an author, self-published author, and me as the host of this podcast, both living out our dreams in L.A., and I'm so here for right. it. So, oh, I was having a conversation with my homegirl the other day. We were talking about, you know, the different processes and things of that nature for writing a book. And so I want to know from you, um, if you can share with us, please, um, the process um, of self-publishing and then just sort of the things that led you to wanting to write the book. Okay. Um, I'd say the process of like self-publishing, man, um, it was very experimental uh, to begin with, um, especially going into an industry that you don't really know much about. You don't have too many friends that are publishers or sure. um, knowing circles. So um, to begin with, it started with a lot of questions, just asking people a lot of questions um, once I heard people talking about a friend that had an author or, or had a friend that was an author or something of that sort, I would remember those friends and I'd go back mm -hmm. to them and say, hey, you remember that person you were talking about? So it led me to um, a Facebook group. Um, it, it was called 20, 50 Books to 20K or something of that sort. Okay. So it's like a group that basically helps you. Um, through the process as far as learning everything about books. It was a very, very, very helpful resource. Um, from there, they had a lot of links, and I went to those links and did my own research and to decide if I wanted to go with a publisher or mm -hmm. self-publishing. Um, a lot of mistakes, uh, sending a lot of like uh, book manuscripts to publishers for them to deny it. So I got turned mm -hmm. down plenty of times from publishers, um, and that can be discouraging, but if you know you have something where you're like, I still need to put it out, don't don't allow that to deter you because there's going to be a lot of publishers that will turn you down because they're looking for certain niches, however you want to say that. Yeah. And so what led you to wanting to write the book in the first place? So the name of your book, which we have here. Verge. The Intentional Five. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so... I've never thought I'd be a publisher or an author or write anything. I actually didn't like English as a subject. I was more into numbers, math. Like, that's what I enjoyed. Um, at least that's what I thought I only enjoyed. For sure. So I've been in education for some time. And although I loved education, I never seen myself being contained to uh, one particular classroom or being contained to one setting. Like, um, I wore many hats in education from teaching uh, teacher's aid to uh, behavior intervention specialist to a dean of a school. So I wore every hat. Um, 
in wearing every hat, I realized that, yes, I feel my impact is is great. I felt like I had a great impact, especially just from the feedback from teachers, coworkers, mm -hmm. and parents, students. Um, but I still felt limited. I felt like... Um, I felt like where I was was only enough for those people that I'm surrounding, and I felt like I wanted to do more. I wanted to be able to share what I was doing in the classroom or share what I was doing uh, in my office, like building with students um, with a larger audience. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, I didn't, I didn't know it was going to be a book. I just felt like, well, maybe I need to be a superintendent. I didn't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> so that, uh, that clearly wasn't it. So I realized that... Um, it was a book, and that only happened after I left the classroom, a temporary position as a behavior intervention specialist. Um, and I left that position, um, and as I left that position, I realized that I was still passionate about helping teachers. I was passionate about mm -hmm. sharing my story on how I got to the places I, I've gone to, because no matter what situation in education I was in, I always landed a higher, I always elevated up the um, totem pole. And I didn't know how to explain that to people uh, rather than just being the person that I was. So I felt like I needed to share that. And the only way to share it started with a manuscript. So I had a document that I was writing down basically all of the things I was doing to work with students, what was working, what wasn't working. It was a shared document that was between me, um, school counselors, and the uh, uh, dean of students at this time. And we were supposed okay. to add documents within this. Um, come to find out, I realized I was the only one really adding documents, so it was a document that I just had. And after sending in my letter of resignation, I still had this document, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? So I thought about creating a, a model for different schools. Mm, um, okay. That was how the book started. Um, from there, it actually changed because I realized that you can have a school system, like a model that that you feel will implement, uh, will impact the school in a certain way, but it all depended on the teachers. It all depended yeah. on how they executed that vision. Yep, that so sense. I realized that that's not exactly what I wanted to do because I wouldn't be there. I would still have to be there physically in every situation to explain it. Um, so rather than doing that, uh, so just so y'all know, I had to scrap the whole book. So I already wrote it and I realized, no, this isn't exactly what I want to do. Um, I don't want to create a model. So I had to scrap it, still having some of the foundational yeah. elements in it, but I had to scrap it in order to now make a book that was soaked in um, the, because the, the sub is uh, Confessions of a Disciplined Thought. So that's soaked mm -hmm. in what I had to do to get to that place. So it turned into more of a reflection book versus a model of a how-to. How to. So question. Yeah. So how long did it take you to compile the first book? And then how long did it take you to decide that, like, you had to surrender to the actual purpose of what you were being called to do? Because I would have been right. like, nah, bro, I wrote this book. <laughs> Y'all gonna read it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it took about a year. And after that like year, I thought I was book. good. Yeah. Okay. So it took about a year. And... I felt really good. I felt solid about that year. I was like, yo, I got this book. I'm ready. So I sent it to a friend who's a proofreader, and I had her check it out. And I paid her a small little fee just to check it out. I was like, hey, let me know what you think about, you know, the edits and everything. Make sure it's good, my grammar. Um, like I said, English wasn't my first thing. But um, she actually really enjoyed it. And she actually 
said one thing that made me realize I needed to change my whole book. So okay, what did she, she say? said? She said I really love. She said I really love what you're writing. It made me think about just things in my life. And she said,、um, but one thing I was wondering, you you said you wanted to be a community、um, where everyone could use that type of model, but it doesn't show where the kids that are at the top of the tier can be a part of that.、Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I was like, you're right. I was like, but in my mind, I knew that the top kids were a part of it because that's just how I. How I thought. I just figured that everyone was inclusive.、Yeah. Um, so from there, I realized that just someone seeing this document may not get that. So I said that we're we're stuck in this place. We're stuck in this place where someone has to see it be implemented to understand exactly the heart, the heart that needs to go into it.、Right. So I was at a dead end. So I really had a I had a I had a、uh, writer's block for a little while. So after that edit, I just sat with it and sat with it. Um, and after sitting with it, I said, you know, I need to be a little bit more vulnerable,、mm. and that's that's the first letter in the book, Verge,、uh, for the acronym. And I realized I had to be more vulnerable, and that vulnerability that vulnerability meant that I would have to、um, include a lot of what caused me to to be that way in education, which was my foundation on my spirituality, being able to.、Um, To write a book that was also crediting to God as well,、okay. so I was trying to write it without that,、mm-hmm. um, only because I didn't want people to not take the information because they weren't religious or what、mm-hmm. have you.、Yeah. Um, so that was a challenge, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, well, and God was just like, look, what are you talking about? Like you have、yeah. to like you didn't get where you were at all without my input. Like everything was a collaboration, so that's became that became the foundation of the book. And I was able to write again, and then I was able to actually write from my perspective versus writing from just a model that was empty, you know. So then, was it easier you easier for you, or did it take you like a shorter amount of time to finish the book the second time around after you fully surrendered and were able to be vulnerable? I'm glad you asked that. So、um, it actually took a shorter amount of time to really fully execute、mm-hmm. it from that point. I was just flowing. I had a nice little writing area, a few different spots where I would go and、uh, a few different like.、Uh, Um, coffee shops,、uh, a few gardens I would go to. All these places at Wi-Fi was surprising. It was wonderful. <laughs> so I go there and just sit there and just write, enjoy the you know the ambiance.、Uh, there was a waterfall at one of the um places、um, that I went to go work. So it was very peaceful, and I just I would go there every day. I made a commitment to go there every day after、um, whatever I was doing at the time. I was DJing. I was doing a few different things. So afterward, I'll always take a t- take about two three hours and sit and write, and it took me about I'd say maybe four months to really、wow. finish it up.、It、took me like four months to finish the rest, like the to to complete it, and then the rest of that time was more so of what you know the creativity of like the beauty of what the book looks like and、yep. um, learning、uh, about editors and different things like that to edit your book. So that's what took the remainder of the time. I think that's so amazing, and it's so true. And I found that in my own self, right? When I try to do things on my own, or you know, not press into God and what He's wanting me to do, it takes so much longer. But as soon as I surrender and give, right. you know, right. all all of it to Him, it's like clockwork. Things just start unfolding. So I'm glad that you were able to experience that, and that you also were obedient to it.、Um, right, right. Because that's that's the part where we. 
sometimes fail. Um, so tell me, um, we can go through the rest of the letter since we talked about V already for vulnerability. Uh, but I also sure. wanted to, I want to discuss um, the cover and how you decided to go with the cover. So let's go through the rest of the letter. Ooh, okay. Um, I'm just laughing. I see Miss Jackson. We love free Wi-Fi. Of course we do. <laughs> no matter, you know, Starbucks is tripping out. They're taking away cords so you can't, you know, plug in your. Uh, so now it's like if your juice dies out, like that's okay. it. They're wilding. But um, yeah, B for vulnerability. Um, e for experiences. R for relationships. Um, G for gratitude, and then E for evaluation. Um, this was actually. I came up with the, ac uh, the acronym actually from my cousin uh, who lives in the UK. We, we constantly get on a phone call every week and we were just talking about different things that we do. And um, he's also an artist, like he's a rapper. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yo, let's, you know, let's turn it into something. So I had the acronyms, but I didn't have them in that. I forgot no, what it was before. It was probably like grieve. I don't know, something else, but <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not really sure what, I, don't, I can't remember at the time. But then he sat on it and was like, yo, I think I, I, I got an acronym that would be even better for it. And then once he um, shared birds, I just started doing a lot of research on birds and how to make it make all sense of what I was doing. So um, everything in my book was a collaboration. It was being open. It was being vulnerable to take um, ideas and opinions from other people yeah. rather than saying, no, this is mine. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so just to touch on a little bit of what each of those mean, mm -hmm. um, vulnerability well just in a quick quick three second that's okay. not not three seconds but you know uh vulnerability uh just the idea of vulnerability i feel like a lot of people um push or, or move away from vulnerability because of um what what the definition states there's a possibility that you can get hurt mm -hmm. but if you really think about it there's also a possibility that you can't get hurt so a mm -hmm. lot of us don't really focus on that end of it and when we focus on the truth of the, of the of the word vulnerability is is when we focus on the part where we may not get hurt, we realize that there are doors that open when we go toward that other other side of it. Yeah, so good. we tend to yeah we tend to stick to the idea you know we could get hurt, but what if we don't right? We never know unless we take those opportunities, take those chances. Our our brain wants to condition us to stay where we are. So it's such a beautiful thing to realize that vulnerability is actually what we should jump into. So my book touches a little bit about um, just pushing yourself, even when it's hard, when it's difficult, when it doesn't seem like it's right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, even if it's like, for an example, this is my first my first real live. And like some people will be like, well, nah, I've never done it. I'm not going to do something like that. But going ahead, excited to do it, knowing that the only thing that can come from it is something greater, um, unless mm -hmm. like. God forbid somebody just comes in and robs me and I get, and then I'll be like, okay, well, I don't like, do I don't like lies anymore. Right. What's the odds? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing, you know, it's right. like, yeah, if you, if you allow yourself to go there, you could go there. Right. Right. You know, um, E for experiences. So that's, that's the idea that we have. Um, we always have experiences from our past, mm -hmm. um, that, that remind us of who we are. It gives us different variants of who we are. Um, and we have experiences that are actually not um, our greatest selves. And then we have experiences that we even surprise ourselves. But we're like, yo, 
I just ran a marathon and you're surprised of what you're capable of doing. But being able to do those things at that highest level, that experience is real. So that means you have greatness within you. So rather than focusing on the other experiences, it's being able to decide which one do you want to hold up? Because whichever one you hold up is actually going to be your truth. So uh, being being able to focus on the experiences that really represent you um, at your highest level, because why would you want to be anything lower? Um, The only thing that stops you is probably the vulnerability in it, all that other stuff. But, if you did something one time that you're like, man, I can't believe I did that, that means that's in you, and you can do it multiple times. Um, I love it. Thank you, yeah. Uh, relationships, building relationships. Um, we weren't built to be on islands. If you think of anything that grows, um, they have a purpose that's not only for themselves, like even mm-hmm. trees. Trees grow. We love the way they look, but they also carry uh, oxygen for us. They yeah. carry food for animals. So building relationships as living things, that's how we were created. And um, once we're able to realize that any relationship is worth, is worth trying and worth getting to know, we'll realize the, uh, the gifts that we can get out of each person just by trying to build. Um, gratitude, just being thankful. Um, sometimes we go to sleep, right? We go to sleep and we're on our phones and we wake up knowing that the first thing we're going to do is we're going to get on our phone. Um, so that means we went to bed with the intentions of waking up and looking at our phone. With gratitude, it's basically knowing that you're going to be grateful for something that you wake up. So going to bed, recognizing that when I wake up, something amazing is going to be there for me. So putting it as a schedule, like making a plan as you go to sleep, tomorrow's going to be amazing, right? So the willingness, the, mm. the, uh, the clarity in knowing that um, great things will happen by even sleeping on it, and waking up, uh, waking up to it. And so, the last thing, of course, go ahead. Sorry, before we go to that, someone asked, Tierra asked, how can we build relation, new relationships amid uh, COVID? Plenty of ways. Um, for me, I don't know. This is a, this is a loaded question because I don't know what to say. You know, you got to be correct. <laughs> you got to be politically correct now with the mass and stuff. So I don't know what to say. But um, In your for, experience. So in my experience. In my experience. <laughs> In my experience, um, I like to get together with people during moments that are like um, moments that seem to be like celebratory moments. So, for an example, like if there's like a holiday or something coming, I'll reach out to a few people. Knowing the idea of COVID, um, I'll be clear like, hey, look, we're going to be outside. We're going to have a cookout. I think I actually actually did that and I invited Ashley. Yep, um, and, and, you know, just trying to bring people together in ways that are genuine. You just want to have a good time by seeing people. So in this time, it's a lot easier because people just want to see people. So if you just say, hey, I just want to see you. Can we go out to the park and and hang out? Or call three or four of your friends. Let's get together and just start talking about what we're doing this week. Um, I think the best way now to build relationships is actually to be uh, in physical proximity. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, within the reason of uh, the six feet or whatever. But um, yeah, just... That, that should be a good way to build relationships. Okay. Also, webinars. There's a lot of uh, webinars mm-hmm. out right now. I've joined so many free webinars and got to know so many people just through these webinars. People are open to giving, um, giving information right now. Yeah. And even in that information, I'm the guy that's going to reach out to people in, in the chat like, hey, in what's going chat. on? I love that you said this. You know what I mean? That's so I like, I like what you said here. Where are you from? What, what's going on? And and, and so it, it seems like it takes a level of vulnerability. Vulnerability. 
in order yes. to be able to put yourself in those positions and predicaments. Absolutely. To, mm -hmm. So with Verge, everything is intertwined. Um, mm -hmm. One, it's not one without the other. You have to, and that's the last one, evaluation. So being able to think on things moment to moment. Thank you for that, Ashley. Great segue. So, <laughs> <laughs> so being able to uh, assess yourself, uh, self-evaluate uh, moment to moment. So in every moment, taking that opportunity to say, hey, did I, did I use these resources the way I should? Did I speak to this per person um, in the way I know that I am, my highest self? Mm -hmm. Or did I speak to them because I'm stressed or because I was a little bit tired? How did I present myself? You know, so taking every moment to, to assess yourself and how you interact with others. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and, and that's the best way that we, we can move because we have to evaluate ourselves. It's, it's just a way, of, a way of life and who we are. I have a chapter uh, in the section evaluation that talks a little bit more about that, and I'll, I'll wait till you guys get that to read. I don't want to tell about everything. <laughs> That's it. You got to leave them, you gotta leave them on, the, on the cliff. You got to let them know there's more to come. Right, you know? <laughs> so speaking of which, how did, you de how did you decide what your cover was going to look like? I had an amazing illustrator. She's from Morocco. She's from Morocco. And, um, you know, we, we, we actually... Everything was, was talking through it. And I told her what I wanted. I told her exactly what I wanted. I, did I know it was going to look like this? No. But I, I told her the elements that I wanted. I wanted someone off of a cliff. Um, and I was really, I actually had more, I had more of a focus on the typography. So I was really into the word placement. Okay. So when I started with her, the image was kind of secondary to the typography. I wanted the words to stand out um, and to, yeah, to be beautiful. So that was what I kept talking to her about, like, hey, let's try a different style. So we tried about 10 different variants of the typography first before we came to the picture. Um, mm -hmm. And the image to me was really important. It actually is supposed to be, this was supposed to be like um, an olive branch, but it really didn't make um, sense to, like, she was like, I don't know how to create that. What do you mean? So, I was like, yeah, I get you. I was like, just make a branch. Um, so, yeah, so it's just meant a guy hanging off a cliff. I wanted it to be just like that because it looks like, and I talk about this in the book as well, but I'll, I'll share a little bit of this, but it, it basically looks like this guy is going to die, right? It, mm -hmm. does, it, does it look like he's either going to make it or not, right? It looks like he's probably not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in doesn't that, look doesn't look good for right, him. doesn't look too good for him. <laughs> but um, the goal in this cover is for him not to actually jump back on land. Um, jumping back on land is uh, is 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 basically parallel to going back to what you're used to. Um, so the whole idea is letting go. So letting go, we don't know what is underneath here. All we see in this cover is we don't know if he's going to fall into a bed of pillows, right? We don't know what's underneath there. So the goal is being able to be, be vulnerable in ourselves enough to let go of what people call us to be, what we, what we think we should be doing because everyone else is saying that. But letting go of all the things that people hold to us or things we hold ourselves to and being great by letting go and being free and being able to fall into the unknown and knowing that in that place of unknown, which is, in this case, my mindset was love, falling into different ways of loving others, you're not going to die. You're only going to land into another place of understanding or greatness. So, yeah. That is amazing. But I think we can probably agree that he's not falling into a bed of pillows. 
Maybe it, it maybe there we go. There we go. Maybe not pillows, but you know. Goodness, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, so you've got the book written. Um, you're happy with it, and then you send it out to editors. How did you decide that you wanted to self-publish um, other, uh, rather than um, using a publisher? To be quite frank, I there just seemed like too many loops with pub, uh, publishers um, as far as like the way I wanted to create my book, I didn't feel like I'd have the opportunity to create it specifically the way I wanted it to. So self-publishing mm -hmm. seemed like the best option because I knew exactly, you know, some people write and don't know exactly. They want them to just take care of everything. But I knew specifically what um, I wanted it to look like, what I wanted it to feel like. And I wanted it to be treated with importance. Um, and sometimes with publishers, so, we have so many people writing right now um, that they don't, they don't pay, they don't take a, they don't pay close attention to it. I think that would be your agent that would push it a little bit more for you. Yep. But for publishers, they're kind of looking for what's trendy. And sometimes you may write something that's not trendy. Like cookbooks are trendy right now. If anyone's writing a cookbook, you should do it. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and children's books, too. I have a children's book coming out. That's later on, though. But children's books as well. Those are pretty. Will you, um, will you self-publish that? I will because I like this process. So going through mm -hmm. this process, I actually really like it. Um, yeah, and I built some good relationships with uh, my manufacturers, uh, people that produce the book, and you know, I want to help them just like they helped me. And for sure, um, yeah, they gave me, they did so many extra things for me, and I appreciate that. So, having control over, it, I think that was what was important for me. Ownership. So, question: If you had to give me like five steps, if I want, if today I decide I'm going to be a self-published author, what would be the five yeah. steps that you would give me, or like? Yeah, five steps. They don't have. Do they have to be in order and stuff, or just? I mean, it probably would be helpful, but we can we can reorder them after <laughs> you say them. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, step one, just write. Mm -hmm. Just write. Just keep writing. That'd be step one because I've heard so many people say, "Yo, I have something I want to write," and the first thing is writing. And for me. It was looking at a manuscript that I've already written and actually trying to write it and make it look like a book. So I had to start writing first in order for something to come. <laughs> so if you have an idea, write it down, um, and from there it will grow. Step two, based on the book that I'm writing, I would say go out as much as you can. Talk to people as much as you can. Um, the type of book I'm writing, it's more so about learning from other people, not only just learning for myself, but uh, I'm a sociologist. I'm a sociology major, so mm -hmm. I really love learning from people anyway. I listen to what people say, um, and I always understand. I, I just love the beauty of people and where their mind and how they process things. So for me, um, step number two would be be around people um, to understand how people think, um, what they like, what they don't like. Um, yeah, be around people. Number three, do your research. Research is important. Um, I already shared a Facebook group, 50 books to 20K. I believe that's what it is. If you type that in, uh, the group will come in, and they have, like, a few questions you have to answer, and you can be a part of the group. So um, do your research. They had a lot of research, which I had to do on my own, like my uh, ISBN number and everything. 
I had to research what that is, how, what, you know, mm -hmm. how do I get that? Copywriting, how do I go about doing all of that? Everything. Um, different platforms for editors and different people that uh, do book covers and stuff like that. So there's resources out there. So do your research. Um, that's number three. Yeah. Number four, I would say have more than one editor. Okay. Um, that was important for me. Have more than one editor because one editor has a style of editing. Um, and beforehand, I told them I don't want them messing up with my words. I just want them to kind of shift my poetic type of writing to more something more um, structural, structurally okay. wise. Yeah. So that was great. And then I had another editor for more of the some of the biblical connotations that I had to make sure mm -hmm. was biblically sound. And, you yeah. know, I'm not a theologian. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you so that feel was another me. one. <laughs> and lastly, lastly, I'll say move in, move in the way you feel most comfortable. Because there's not like you have to do your cover first. You have to do this second. So I would say move in the way you feel most comfortable. Um, for me, of course, it was writing first. That was motivation for me to do the rest of the stuff. Yep. Um, for you, it may be once I see a cover, now I know, you know, everyone has a different way of creating. But I would say don't get stuck on those details. Um, just do what you know. Like, I knew how to write this first, so I finished writing it from there. I knew nothing about publishing, so I just researched it. And then I started with finding an editor. So I went to finding an editor, you know what I mean? So do what makes sense to you. There's not one way to do it. In this group, I realized people do it so many different ways. And um, yeah, and just do it. Do it. D-O-I-T. <laughs> do it. Do yeah. it. Ogum, yes. I am super proud of you and um, Thank the, you. Fact that, the fact that you did it um, and that you were obedient to the call. Um, like I said, because there's a really good chance that I would probably have just put out the first book and it would not have done well. So <laughs> I am happy that you've done it. So how did you decide what platform you were going to sell it on? How did you decide how many to order? Like, what was that process like for you? Okay, so the, yeah, that process was, that, that was a big, that was big because of course you want to sell, but at the same time, like I said, I'm a sociologist, so I like to see, I like to see what I can do, um, with my own hands. Like I like to see what I can do on my own before I give it out to other people. Mm -hmm. So my struggle was, should I give it to Amazon right away or should I create my own platform and be able to control that? And I started off with it being on my own platform, which eventually may land on Amazon, but I think I want to engage people first. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this was a personal thing where um, I realized by accident that um, many people were supporting me and because mm -hmm. of that i'm glad i started with my own platform so i just yeah. was like i'm gonna just throw the link out there and say pre-sell books and so many people purchased before they were even here so um that actually motivated me some more to say you know what let me keep this platform going i owe it to the people that believed in me to have mm -hmm. something that's organic and um and solely just me and not not out to anyone else yet so eventually i'll end up there but yeah Love that. I don't know I'm if I answered your question. No, you did. Um, okay. So you're selling these on your own website. Someone wanted to purchase the book today. Where yes. can they find it? So if they want to purchase a book today, they can go. Um, so wakeuptosoul.com. That's my website. 
Um, Wake Up the Soul is uh, it's focused more so on wellness. Um, so my book is up there for now, but it's going to lead into um, some uh, what we would consider like life coaching, but it's not going to be mm-hmm. called that. That's eventually. Um, you guys heard it first. Hey. So that's, that's, that's to come soon. But um, for the meantime, you can get my book up there and leave a review. You know, when you get the book, leave a review. That's how people really understand how it touched them. I get so many people that um, send me, like, messages or, you know, different ways, just sending me messages telling me um, how the book has touched them or what things resonated with them. And it also takes a bit of vulnerability to leave a review because your name's attached to it. So be vulnerable. Uh, Leave a review. It helps me, but not only does it help me, it helps other people. Um, mm-hmm. I think the reviews are good so other people understand this is a book that possibly could um, could benefit my life as well. That's perfect. Um, oh, God, like I said, I'm super excited. I have not gotten through it yet, but okay. this is this is the book I'm reading currently, and I can't wait to leave you a review once I'm done. I got one of the original uh pre-sale so i've got a signed copy so super yes. happy so excited to get through this you guys support 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 um super smart super intelligent introspective and so you will definitely get something from the book um i'm excited to get all the gems that you dropped um what Thank else you. do you have coming what else how else can the people learn more about you and you've sure. got a clothing line share with us what you're yes. doing yes i have a clothing i'm actually rocking someone else's clothing line this is my cousin's brand one stick <laughs> Um, check him out. It's a really, really good brand. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have a, I have a brand, um, that was actually supposed to be the forerunner, but, um, God switched it up on me. He said, you know what, this book is what I want you to do. So I had to do that. Um, for me, that was challenging because I'm a type of person. If I say I'm going to do something, I want to get it done. Um, but Hey, when the big man speaks, you got to listen. So uh, I'm being obedient, and I'm glad I have been obedient. So thank you. Um, you were right, like always. So, um, yeah, so I have a brand. I am working on my book launch. It's going to be a virtual book launch. That should be happening in October. So you guys get ready for that. Um, it's something I think you guys will all appreciate because it's going to be in collaboration with a few artists. Um, it's not going to be only uh, me reading my book. It's going to be me also highlighting a few different artists that uh, will touch on the acronym VERGE and how it, how it influences their work. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's going to be exciting, something that you, you'll probably enjoy. Um, and, yeah, so that's it right now. Bianca, I see you. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks for um, Yeah, so that's it, really. I don't really want to promote too much except for the book. Um, and the book launch. I do have the brand. You guys can check that out on my page, um, com. It's also representative of what I feel I want to, you know, bring to the world, mm. uh, which is beauty. Um, so at the end of the day, they say you like a jack of all trades. I feel like I'm a jack of one thought, beauty. And everything I do is just that. So no matter what I'm creating, my thought process is beauty you know what i'm saying so um so that's what that's about the book is totally about beauty seeing it within yourself within other people and um being so so at the top of your game and realizing that you can do that it's possible if i can do it you can i came from new haven the hood but the mindset of a king so um continue to realize that we all have that mindset within us so 
That's perfect. And I think that's a perfect way for us to segue out. Oh, this was beautiful. This was perfect. Thank you. Um, I'll have all the information in the show notes so people can um, have a link to your site so that they can uh, purchase the book and look out for your book tour. Thank you again for being on the show. Um, And yeah, this was great. Hope everyone has a safe and uh, happy weekend. Thank you. You guys be well. Bye.